My name is Elliot Maya, and I will be having a conversation with Silver Guadalupe for the New York City Trans Oral History Project in collaboration with the New York Public Library's Community Oral History Project. This is an oral history project centered on the experiences of trans-identifying people. It is July 28, 2017, and this is being recorded at Silver's job. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Silver Guadalupe. Um, I'm 24. <laughs> I'm gender non-conforming. Um, I'm genderqueer. Kind of like gender outlaw as well. It's <laughs> a tad bit. Um, my pronouns are she, he, they, them. And yeah, I currently live in Brooklyn. Um, I'm a Brooklynite. So yeah. Are you a native of Brooklyn? No, I was born in the Bronx. Uh, but I lived in like all five boroughs. Amazing. Um, so I think my least favorite would be Staten Island. Uh, but I think that's everybody's least favorite. Um, and then Queens is my least favorite as well. I can't stand Queens. <laughs> I mean, I like Queens for the food, but like I, I hate, I hate it for like the location. It's like so ridiculous to get out there and like you have to take buses and like a camel and like a zip car, <laughs> like just a bunch of things. Like, it's ridiculous. Too much for me. Um, so you said you grew up in Bronx? In the Bronx. What part well, of Bronx? Uh, university and uh, Martin Luther King Boulevard. What was that like? <sighs> <laughs> I loved it a lot. Um, it was a, well, I mean, yeah, the location is very, very beautiful. The community, to an extent, was very, very beautiful. Um, it was like home. I mean, it technically is home. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. No, um, uh, what was it like growing up there, and what was your childhood home like? I, had, I didn't have, like, the beautifulest, mm -hmm. like, uh, childhood. Um, my dad left when I was two. Mm -hmm. um, so it was my mom and, like, four other husbands. Um, in those, in the course of those years, um, and it was, there were some good times and, like, bad times, like, I remember, like, the Sesame Street, uh, place, like, trip, um, the house parties to an extent, but then I also, like, remember, like, the night tears and, like, you know, the nights when we don't, like, get to eat or, um, the abuse, you know, sometimes, it, it's crazy. But um, it was it was it was a childhood nonetheless. Um, I lived with my grandmother for a good amount of years, um, and she would, uh, lived on Soundview. Uh, that's South Bronx, uh, and it was really cute. Uh, living with her was like amazing. Um, my friend recently had a birthday, and they asked me what was my favorite birthday. And I remember it like it was like the back of like my like like yesterday and shit. It was amazing. Sorry, do I do you mind if I curse? Okay. <laughs> um, but it was my tenth birthday, and uh, my grandmother made me oatmeal for breakfast, and it was like a big thing of oatmeal with like fresh fruit, and she served it to me in bed, and it was magical. And I had to open my gifts, um, and I had like five gifts. My grandmother, like, she was a big thrift shopper, mm -hmm. so she found, like, a, a good amount of, like, like most of the X-Men, 
most of the X Men. There was one guy that wasn't part of the X Men, but was cool, whatever. Um, and then she got me a dog that peed on itself. So you get to walk it, and it like peed itself. It's magical. Um, but yeah, she died when I was uh, eleven, and uh, after that, it got a little dark. So that was that was my super childhood. Um, and then I kind of, like, jumped from, like, adult, like, a child to an adult afterwards, so, from, like, 11 to, like, now. Kind of on my own, just a little bit. Um, but yeah. Um, what, you said you mentioned, um, you mentioned that you liked portions or aspects of your community. What did you like about your community and what did you not like about your community? Then? Yeah. Okay, um... I was, a bit, I was a bit different, like, I think it's a baby, whatever, um, and I, I, I plotted myself with it, um, I dressed weird, um, like, uh, I have, there's a ghost in here, okay, um, I have four sisters, four older sisters who, um, uh, it's magical, they got, I got a lot of their, like, hand-me-downs. So they had like a lot of uh, jumpsuits and like tights and like those are the things I wore. Um, and we lived right next door to a uh, Christian church. Uh, and this was like a Methodist, I believe. I think they were Methodist, whatever. It was a little pushy because like all you did was hear like, you know, they, they held all their windows open. So like you heard like the word, um, which sometimes is beautiful. But then there are times when you just like, heard a lot of like really like you know fucked up shit um and then like people like kind of reference you to it so like there it wasn't like I, I wasn't able to like be myself but I was kind of like excused because they were like you know it's a kid you know it's whatever but like I definitely didn't suit I didn't feel super like home like it was home because I didn't know but like reflecting after I think I, I want to say it, it was the age of awakening uh, was when I was uh, 15 um, so once I like awoke and I like realized a bunch of that stuff um, that I, and how it like held me back um, a lot so I that's why I say like it's not like a it's not like a great like it's not it's home, but it's not like home. It's not, it's not family, you know. But yeah. Did so, yeah. your family attend that church? No, no, Jesus, not. <laughs> uh, my mom was a Catholic, um, and it's not. She was a real snot, real snot. Um, she wasn't super religious. Um, but she was religious enough to throw stones in her glass houses. Um, so, yeah. Um, when you say you dressed weird, how, what do you mean? How did you dress? Like, I enjoyed wearing, like, jumpers yeah. that had, like, little Mickey Mouse on it. I used to draw, like, little designs of, like, uh, kind of like, uh, Kind of like a, a henna tattoo-ish type of thing on the jeans. 
um, and I would be that that child in the back of the classroom, just diddle daddling on my pants, uh, all awkward. I would wear like my uh, my mom's like the nudest shade of lipstick. I swear, I created nude lipstick before everybody else. Okay, I just went light on it. Um, there was only one person who ever caught me doing that, um, and they were looking at my milk carton, and it was it was a little embarrassing. But I was like, my mom gave me chapstick; it's totally fine. Um, but she didn't. Um, but then my brother like went back and told my mom that was kind of bad. Yeah, a little bit and like trouble, not full out trouble, but I got in trouble. Um, and she caught me in the bathroom. But that was an experience. Just don't do it at home. <laughs> what was your family's dynamics like? Um, there's a lot of saving. Um, I found myself doing a lot of saving for my family. Um, my mom had like a really like horrible relationship with her mom. Um, so she kind of was the woman to like put like a lot of her like resentment onto like her kids, you know, and I was really close with my grandmother. Um, so all that resentment that she held against my grandmother kind of went towards me. Um, and she would do some things that were very, like very, very horrible. Like she would make some really bad decisions. Um, and, uh, Four of my older brothers and sisters weren't in the picture. Um, they're about 10 years apart from us. Um, they, there was like an ACS case that happened on that. Um, so ACS. they were uh, child-like services. Um, so they were out of the picture for about 10 years. Um, they kind of like grew up you know, um, outside the house. So it was mostly me, my younger brother, and my older sister. But we still had all of, like, we had this nice little condo in the Bronx. And it held, it had six closets, like, six closets. This was before, like, it was magical. Um, six closets. We had four rooms and a kitchen and a living room that's, that fit, like, a good 300 people. Like, it was really spacious. Really, really spacious. And this is back in the Bronx, though. So you gotta go, like, all the way up. Um, I don't know if they still have the houses, though. I feel like they do. Yeah. Um, can we do, like, a little? Oh, no, you can do Yeah. Yeah, so just a, a little under an hour. Hour? Yeah. Do you mind getting some food? Yeah. Do you, do you mind switching? Oh, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so where was I? Um, talking about the house. Um, oh, yeah. So we had, like, a big house. But um, my sister wasn't the smartest one in the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, granted, there were, there is, like, a little bit of, like, mental illness in my family. But I feel like I was the one who kind of escaped it to an extent. I think later on in life, yeah, I, I realized there was a lot more, like, mental disability, but in a different form. Um, so I kind of, like, can relate to an extent. But, um, 
I kind of felt the like the savior of the family because um, I constantly had to like attend to everybody else, um, especially after my grandmother died. Um, my mom went to like a really bad like state, um, and she like took it out on a lot of us, uh, especially me, and it was really like really tiring. But yeah. Instead of 15, that was like an awakening period. Mm-hmm. Was there a, a specific moment in which you felt like you were coming into an understanding with yourself and the world around you? Um, yeah. So, um, it was a time that uh, I was kicked out of my mom's house. Um, this is when we were living in Brooklyn. Um, and I, I think I was doing a good job, you know, like I was in school, like I was focused, I like worked, um, like I was doing my, I was doing my shit, um, and I was being myself, uh, and I like tutored people around the block, like I used to like excel in shit, um, and, uh, me and my sister got into an argument, uh, and she called me a faggot. Uh, and then threw a chair, uh, not a chair, uh, a shoe at my head. Um, and then my mom came home later on, and my sister told her. And my mom, like, kicked down the, not kicked down the door, but she, like, kicked the door open. Um, and told me to get out. Um, and that I had until the end of the weekend to get out. Um, so, I think that night I, like, cried the most. Um, and then I... I don't know, that next day it was like, I don't know, it's a whole new person, you know? Um, I painted like this really beautiful piece um, and it was like half-faced lion and then the other one was uh, like little excerpts of my journal um, and I like smoked a pack of cigarettes and I listened to uh, a lot of Stevie, like really loudly. Um, and I packed my stuff and I left with one bag and my knapsack. And that was it. Where did you go? Um, I was living in Staten Island for about four months and I hated it. Um, it was ridiculous to get from there to like the city and I worked and I went to school. So like to go into Brooklyn from Staten Island, where I was at, it was like an hour commute. So it's ridiculous. Um, and I lived out there. Um, and then I moved to, what was it, the Bronx? Was it the Bronx? No, Harlem. I lived in 150th. Um, and I lived in a youth shelter there. Um, that was magical. Um, my stuff got stolen on my fourth night being there and I completely broke down like broke down I remember um, the lady who was working there her name was Belinda and I loved her name that's one Belinda like it's such a bewitching name Um, but she like completely like saved me like she she got me close and like she told me everything's gonna be okay you know um, 
And then literally like two days after that, I got into a transitional living program and they worked with kids, um, 18 to 24, which was fan-fucking-tastic. Um, they're not, they weren't like the, the organizations that you have now that put a time frame on a person, you know, conforming to like the way of like man, you know, like how normal people would deal with like life-changing situations like this, you know, um, they remember that these like folks were like, were deep and like they had, there was a bunch of like hard shit that they were dealing with. They weren't just, you know, uh, like random individuals, you know, normal. They weren't normal. None of us are normal, you know. Um, they actually took care of us, which is very beautiful. You know, they gave us enough time to like grow into like a person that, you know, a nurtured child would turn into, you know, rather than just a fuck up, you know. Um, not saying that people that are going through there now are doing that, but they have to adapt in a whole different way, you know. Um, I guess. It's weird. <laughs> um, and I ramble, weirdly. But, uh, yeah, I lived there uh, for about three years um and then I lived on my own for a while um for a good a while and then I got really really lonely um and I went into like a, a pretty deep depression um and it was towards like Thanksgiving um this was after graduation and all that jazz um I had, like, a really bad, like, moment in life, and I tried to, like, end it all. I, like, quit my job, everything, um, and nothing happened, you know? So I was, like, I, uh, I woke up the next day, and it was just, like, why? Why am I, like, here? Why am I doing this? Like, why am I here, you know? Like, it did, it didn't make any sense to me, um... And I don't know what really, like, brought me out of that part. Um, I don't know. I think it was more of, like, identifying with myself. Because um, there was, like, different stages of that awakening moment, you know? Like, you have the the denial phase of, like, no, you know, like, it can't be like that. And you try to save a situation, you know? Um, and then, like, there's a doubting phase where you gotta just, like, constantly like thinking it's your fault and then like it drives you down um and then you realize that it's not your fault you know it sounds like a lot easier said but like when you live it it's like a little weird you know and not a little weird it's hella weird it's crazy um but it's a beautiful like transition you know um but when i fully woke uh i started doing a little more um activism uh, and it was the first time I met, um, uh, some folks at, uh, Sylvia Rivera, um, not Sylvia Rivera, I don't that, Sylvia's Place, um, and I found out about Sylvia Rivera, and I, like, met her through Glance, um, 
and it was very, very beautiful, you know. Um, and I think that's when I was just like, okay, you know what, it may not be the end, you know, uh, like a push forward, you know, because um, living by, like on my own and then not having anybody there, it kind of it got really dark and really, really scary because I everyone can say that you can live on your own and, you know, do all that and it's going to be beautiful. And it's very <sighs> scary. Um, not saying I wouldn't do that now because I think I can do that now, but I like my roommates too much, so it's whatever. Um, but yeah, once uh, I was living on my own, I uh, left that place. Um, and I, uh, mostly because I spent a lot of money and I did a lot of stupid things um and I went to Sylvia's place and uh I lived there for a month and a half two months was it two months or three I believe it was probably three I don't know um and then at that time I think I was 21 I think, 21-ish, I think so, um, and I had like a, I kind of developed a really bad uh, dependence on alcohol, and that was pretty bad, I would like drink like at least like two or three pints a day, um, and I didn't realize how bad that was an issue for me um, until, I want to say, the second month I got really like I started getting really um, depressed and when I didn't have it I like cried and it was pretty bad and I didn't want to go to school didn't go to work that's pretty bad but I met some really fantastic ass people who uh, kind of shifted me off of that path um, and also I kind of got sick so they were just like nope you need to stop that or you're gonna like die so um, I cut that out, um, and, uh, I met some really great inspirational people, um, I'm part of a work collective, um, What's very, collective? It's, it's called work, oh. it's an artist collective, um, and, uh, we've been around for a couple of years now, a couple of good amount of years, um, we do a bunch of awesome ass shit around activism. Uh, we create like banners for organizations. We um, host uh, events for fundraising so that we can like do a summer camp for like LGBT youth, you know, um, well, homeless youth, sorry. Um, like we're having one in August called, um, well, it's. I think our sixth year, our sixth year, um, and it's called Arts in the Woods. Uh, Arts in the Woods, <laughs> and um, sorry, we have about fifteen to twenty youth from like Boston, New York City, Connecticut, um, and uh, they all come together and they create art. So there's different paths. There's um, there's like painting, the fine arts path, we have a music path, we have uh, dance, like track, like, sorry, there's 
they're called tracks. Mm-hmm. All of them are called tracks. Um, and then uh, this year we're starting a new one. Uh, we used to do it at um, Easton Mountain. Uh, and that was like the shitty, shitty spot. So now we're doing it in, um, in New Jersey. Uh, I forgot the name of the place, but, um, it's very, very, very pretty from pictures. I haven't visited yet. We're going to, I think next week or this week. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but we have about 15 to 20 years. Um, and it's going to be fan-fucking-tastic. They create, like, a bunch of awesome, like, art. Like, last year they made a song and video. Well, actually, different forms of videos. So, like, there was, like, four different videos to the same song, which is fantastic-ish. Right? Was it, like, four different videos? It was, like, magic. It was, like, a bunch of... It's awesome. Um, but, yeah, after working with them, um, it kind of brought me into, like, a a new light and like kind of more of accepting myself um and then also like finding out about the people who came before me like the Marsha P. Johnsons and the Sylvia Rivera and, and how did you find out about them? um through Sylvia's place um and uh kind of just being on the street as well um I want to say I, I kind of went through a little bit of like all communities to an extent mm-hmm. you know like I've visited the, the ballroom scene I visited the uh, drag why I'm part of the drag scene a little bit not really I feel like it's more I don't I, I like to perform but I don't want to do it I, I want to do it for money but then I don't want to do it for money I would love to just do it mm-hmm. you know just to get on stage and like voice out my own song or like do like a really beautiful skit you know um but yeah I've done a little bit of everything uh but I think now is kind of where I'm like building myself you know I'm like I'm on my own planet you know I'm not on anyone else's like planet like it's it's a little combination of all like right here you know so it's beautiful to an extent um when did you first get into ball, the ball routine? I want to say 2009, 2008. Yeah, 8 or 9. 2008 or 9. Um, and I used to go to the door. And, uh, What's the door? What? Yeah, you don't know the door? No. It's on Broom Street, okay. not too far from here. Um, and back in the day, they used to have a lot of, like, LGBT, like, programs before all the cuts and all the takeovers. Um, now they're kind of straight, like-ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have, like, a, a good, like, LGBT program, but, um, the way it was before to the way it is now, it's different, you know? Um, but it was a beautiful place. We used to, like tried a little, do a little duck walk, even though I didn't learn how to duck walk till like three years later. It's horrible. <laughs> but hands are my thing. I loved hands. Um, but yeah, and then uh, when I started working with kids, uh, I got to like watch um, House of Milan um, Vogue a little bit, and they were so cute. They're really good. They're really, really good. Um, 
But after that, I just like diddle dabble sometimes, play around, kiki with folks. But nothing serious, no com- like, like competing or anything. I wouldn't do that. Like, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> what are other spaces that you visit or, perf- or like perform in or like to go to and, and be part of different scenes in the city? I was part of the web for a little bit. The web. Uh, the web. Okay, this is this really shady um, <laughs> bar slash club, uh, and it was in was it west side or east side. I think it was on the east side, um, on forty something street or fifty or something. One of those areas. I don't remember because I was like eighteen. Um, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're closed now. They're not open anymore. Um, I don't think they're open anymore. And if they are, they shouldn't. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna down their game. They can do what they want. Um, but, uh, the web was very cute. It was the first time I really got in drags. Um, and I did my first competition there. Um, it was really cute. I fell down the stairs, um, to Rihanna's Where Have You Been? It's really cute, really, really cute. Um, and uh, that was the first time I met uh, like a famous drag queen, no name mentioned, but she a bitch. <laughs> um, but then I realized how much I wanted to do drag and how beautiful it is, um, just the art of it. Um, but drag is like ever changing. You know, it can change you, it can change your life, it can change your room, it can change your underwear. Like, it's it's a magical, oh, it's a magical thing how, like, just a person's drag in general. Like, how you evolve as a person is fucking fantastic, especially, like, of our, like, you know, community. It's like, you're constantly being dipped in different types of chrome, Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, that was, that was the first time I really wanted to do drag more. And then I went on to my second pageant, um, uh, which was for this, like, community health center, not community health center, um, that was this one here, but that's, a, mm-hmm. that's another one. Um, but for this community, like, uh, center, uh, in the Bronx, and I won first place for that one. And that was beautiful because I wore this really gorgeous, like, orange-ish like dress and it kind of looked like Belle just a tad bit it's gorgeous um and then I went I came here before and I won a competition here but it wasn't really like a competition because there was only two people mm-hmm. and like the crowd was like a four <laughs> um but it was cute I got my ten. Oh, I want to ask you, um, yeah, um, what was it like coming into the contact with um, the drag community? It was very catty, very, very catty. They were very nasty bitches. Like, when I was, um, when I uh, first got, like, uh, first to first, once I got through the first round at the competition at the web, um, one of the drag queens who was like hosting was like, some girls should not be doing drag. Drag is not for everyone. 
and that drove me to like strive even harder like just to fight this bitch because I wanted to knock her in the neck um like how dare you like tell someone something isn't for them like who the fuck do you think you are like you're you're you're, you're ridiculous um and then I went on, and I went to top two. The other bitch won, but still, I got top two, bitch. Like, what? Like, I don't know. Fuck her. But, um... But, yeah, after that, um, I did meet some really great, like, girls around, like, the time. Um, but I know a lot of just shady bitches. It's a lot of shady bitches. But, um, there are some good girls who are about family. You know, like, um, like the Brooklyn scene girls sometimes are very family, um, depending on where you're you're looking at. Um, the Manhattan queens, you leave them alone, um, most of the time, unless they're the downtown Manhattan queens, and you, then you adapt with them, you love with them. Um, the uptown girls, you leave. You, ugh. there's some of them that are like really, really promising and very beautiful, um, but then there's some of them who are just, why are you doing drag? Like, you know, you're supposed to be like the community friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you're a nasty little bitch. But it's totally fine. A lot of people don't look at it as the, I don't look at it, um, in the way that I see it, like as I see like family-ish, you know, like. We are kind of like, you know, the clowns in the group, you know, but we tell about, like, how it is. We explore, we, we bend, we, like, take the form of art and, like, create it into something different, you know? Like, come up with a seven-minute number that's filled with Erica Badu, Angela Bassett, and Carol Burnett. Like, shit like that, just to make something so that everyone can enjoy. You know? It's art. It's beauty. But it's also about family as well and community. It's about bonding, you know. But a lot of bitches don't see that. They want competition and they want to be queen, which you can definitely be queen, but you don't need other people to tell you a queen. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Have you been able to find that sense of family with, uh, within the drag community? No, I find family in my trans like family. Um, my brothers and sisters and those in between are, I don't know, they're my blood, you know, they're, they pump, you know, um, when needed, you know, they're there for me, um, the same thing for me and them, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it, <laughs> it's, um, I don't know, it's when you know, you know, you know, it's just there. Feel it. It's beautiful. It's very, very beautiful, especially when you when you seeing your like brothers and sisters strive and do their shit and get their money. Ugh, ah, it's just like it's beautiful. Because back in the day, we weren't even considered a person. Like we were considered diseases, and something was wrong with us. And there's a demon inside of you, and like all this shit, you know. And we're strong, and we're beautiful, and we're like creative as fuck. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. So that's my family. How did you find that family? At my worst. It's those people who stood there. 
who were there. And those are the people who are going to see you at your best. You know? They deal with you when you don't want to be dealt with. Mm. You know? And when you do. You know? Um, but there, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, but I think it was, yeah, it was towards my, like, drinking time. I was, like, really, really down on that. And I met a couple of great folks. Some of them I won't remember their name, mm. but they all touched me in a way, you know. Um, like, I did an intergenerational theater group mm. with Sage. And I love them. I love them down. The people I love even more. The organization. Uh, they're cute. But it was the people that were there. Um, like Barbara. I love my Barbara. Oh my god. Um, she was so fantastic. She ugh, she showed so much love for me. Um, we, ugh, it was amazing. Um, Barbara and Pat. Pat was her partner. And ugh, I love them both. Um, but I met some really, really great fucking people, um, who have, like, who were there before me, mm-hmm. and they strived on, you know, like, this was at the time when, like, they had to be, like, very, very, like, hid, you know, they rode that trolley the first time, okay, they were on that bus, striving down the street, down Christopher Street, getting their life, you know, um, and... I don't know. It's just fucking fantastic. It's just beautiful. I love old people, <laughs> but not to not not all of them. Some of them are nasty because they they have like a lot of like still like pent up like aggression against the community. Um, and then you got those folks who are like the ages, mm. and then you got the sexist gays, like. And then the transphobic keys, like, especially in our generation now, like, I feel like, yes, everyone's slowly but short, slowly but surely becoming queer, but feminine, like, feminine folks are, like, off the limits, like, they don't, no one wants, a, like, a, a femme person, you know, or a person who falls on the femme side, which is fucking ridiculous. Um, there's a lot of, like, uh, a lot of, like, stigma, and, like, it's, it's a lot of borders and people, like, getting to know other people. You don't need to, like, have, like, a, you know, like, a wall, you know, uh, just to get to know someone. Like, you don't even have to, like, know them in, like, a, like, intimate way, you know? It's just opening yourself up to, like, finding out what these people are about. You know, like, their walk of life is different than your walk of life. Like, just learn, you know, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Are there any trans elders you look up to? I mean, those two in particular, like, Marsha and Sylvia. Um, and there's Gail. I met Gail. I love her. Vicky. Oh, my God, I love her. I love her. You'll see her, if you ever go to, um, Re Speech, mm-hmm. you'll meet her. She's, like, the elder up there. Um, and, like, ugh. 
I don't know. Like right now, uh, let's say my elders are like, for me, uh, are the girls who are like in their forties, mm-hmm. because other than like Vicky, there's not many that are like left, you know, um, or at least that I know of. I mean, I've met some folks in like, uh, like Texas and like places down there, um, where they're like considered two spirited, mm-hmm. um, while they go by two spirited, um, and like they're fucking fantastic as well. Um, but yeah, I think my, my, my elders right now are the girls who are pushing forward for me, like Miss Cecilia Gentili. Uh, she used to work here. She was my mother. I love this bitch. Uh, I remember the first time, like, me and her ever met, um, and I think, what was I doing? We were having a sex workshop here, safe sex workshop, and she came in with this girl, Sydney, um, and, uh, I was like, hi, and, you know, I'm Silver, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I'm Cecilia. And then, like, we were, like, talking. She was like, are you going to transition? And I was just like, uh, I don't know. At that time, I didn't know what I was, like, I was coming out a little bit more. And I was, I think, 19. Um, and then we met a little, like, briefly around a little bit. Um, and then I met her one time uh, in passings, uh, like, walking down Christopher Street. Um, and this was, I think, after, like, an event, and I had on, like, these really beautiful heels, and she was like, work, mama, and I was just like, oh my gosh, hey, boo, and, uh, she was like, you look gorgeous, don't let them bring you down, and I looked jacked up, she was totally fucking lying to me, but she gave me so much, like, so much strength, I, I knew I looked jacked up, okay, I had garage door eyebrows, okay, my hair was not symmetric, it looked horrible my bodysuit was not cute no no the outlines of my lips looked like I was in a road accident like oh hell no um but then four years back about four years was it four years back or three years back I think it was like three years back because I was doing outreach well, shortly after I did, started doing outreach, um, there was a little competition here, and uh, I thought I I felt gorgeous. Like the contour was everything, the highlight was everything, the face was every. She was beat with every single fucking bat in the room. Like it was, yeah. Well, not with a bat, you know what I mean. But. Um, I looked like everything, and she was in the crowd. No, she wasn't. She was a judge. She was a judge. Uh, and I was walking out, and I was just, I did a barber number. Was it a barber number? I think I did a barber number. And then she was like, baby, you look gorgeous, gorgeous. You look so good now. And I was like, thank you. I'm, I'm doing a lot better. And I had, like, this little bun on my head. It was, like, gorgeous. Um... And then uh, it was me and another girl, and um, neither of us won, uh, but we both got prizes. Um, and uh, Cecilia came up to me and pulled me to the side, and she gave me her pearl necklace 
and her bracelet. Uh, and it was so sweet. I, like, cried shortly after. I was like, oh, mama, thank you. It's like, she made herself, like, oh, she's a fucking force. I, like, do you, do you know Cecilia Gentili? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, ah, she's, she's an activist. She's a mother. She's a sister. She's fucking everything. She, she, ah. So, she moved here 17 years ago from Argentina, um, and she, she's gone through some really hard, like, times. She went to jail. Uh, like everyone else here, we have our, like, ups and downs type shit, um, and we, we dabble in stuff, you know, um, but she was able to, like, push herself forward, you know, and, like, now she's... Uh, one of the like head people at GMHC and she's fantastic okay Uh, she used to be uh, the coordinator for our program here and she helped so many girls so many girls Uh, she's such an inspiration for so many people Um, I don't know I feel like there's nothing, I can't say anything wrong about her except her accent is strong as shit. That's it. Like, and that's not even bad because you love her accent. Like, it's, ah, uh, I love her. I love her down. Um, but yeah, where was I? I feel like I just went off on a tangent with her. Yeah, you told me about uh, trans others. Oh, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, there isn't a lot, but the ones that I do have. They, they they play a big force in my life, so I rocks with them, even though sometimes I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Did you just say that to me? Other times I'm just like, yes, I won't. I'm just saying anything. Where did you meet them? In trying times sometimes, um, and that's the best ones when you, when you meet someone in trying times. Um, Sometimes you meet them in places like this, through organizations, you know, um, where you get to connect with other people, you know. Um, but yeah, those things, places like that. Yeah. Um, how do, do does drag interact with the way you understand your gender at all? And has and I guess part two of that question is. Have you experienced issues in um, drag spaces or I'll say LGB spaces as well um, due to being the non-conforming? Yeah, yeah. Um, We get some shit from um, some of the girls who don't understand. Because there is some girls who believe that if you're not taking hormones, you're not trans. You're not taking tea. You're not trans. And it's fucking ridiculous. Okay? Standards. Like, where the fuck do you see there being a book? Like, what? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I do find problems with that sometimes. And then um, I see problems. Well, not really in the lesbian community. Not at all in the lesbian community. They love me. I think, I, yeah, they love me. The gays, 
depending on the type of gay, if you're like, I don't know, posited a little bit, mm-hmm. probably a little harsh against me, but I think I'm ever changing, you know, so like, it's fine, yeah. Um, so yeah. When was the first time ever that you came into contact with a, uh, a more accepting community or a trans community? When I started working here a little bit more, um, because we got to meet on like a different level, um, and we bonded, um, and I made some really great family members coming through this job. Like, I know it's not. It's not like, uh, it's not like, oh, you come in here and I'm like, oh, I don't know who you are. Give me your, give me your number and we'll connect and blah, blah, blah. No, these are like people that I see on the regular, you know, uh, and they come here and they want to get help. And like when they see me on the beach or when they see me in like the street, if they see me at a party, oh, hey girl, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I need this, blah, blah, blah. Talk to me, you know, later. Like if I'm on like, it's family, you know, so like it's bond. Um. But yeah, it's good to like network and like get together with people because like there aren't many places that provide great services, you know, especially for our community. It's fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. If I didn't work here, I'd fucking be coming here. (laughs) Only because my doctor's a douche. Yeah, no. I was so over it today. I literally waited like a good hour just to get tested. And, like, four people came before me. Uh, not before me. Four people came after me and went before me. And I got so mad. I was like, aren't I on time? Well, yeah. Ridiculous. But, um, yeah. Family is important, though. Um, Especially my family. Yeah. Oh, I love them. Uh, I love them. Like, I have, like, some... Like, granted, a lot of us aren't, like, talking as much, but, like, we still hold each other, you know? Time doesn't stop. You know? What now, right? Right? Huh. No. <coughs> okay. Um, time doesn't, like, stop, you know? It continues on. Like, sometimes, like... We don't see each other for like a month or two, but then when we do, it's just like, oh, hey, bitch, you know, like one of my friends, John, um, this little tramp, um, we met when I was 20, 19, 19, 20. And at first I was like, this bitch, I'm going to end up like knocking the fuck out of, like, like just knocking her out because of the way that, like, she used to stare at me, and I'm like, fight me then, bitch. Like, just give, like, you know, nasty glare-ish type of thing. But, um, he's just a Virgo. Okay, born on the 31st. Um, and, um, yeah, we've been friends ever since. Like, there are times when we don't talk for, like, a good four or five months, and then when we do talk, it's like, ah, hey, you know? Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's beautiful. Um, 
tell me a time where you supported someone in the community. In what way? In any way. You could be financially, emotionally, there's so many of them to like explain which one like I don't know if I have like the greatest one um I don't know um shit I'm trying to think of one that doesn't breach um confidentiality that's not the same names no no definitely no definitely but still yeah um Shit. I don't know. I don't know. It's coming blank to me. Um, how did I help someone in my community? I mean, like my friends. Like we, like I'm always an opening ear. Like, like an open ear for like my friends um, and like family. Um, so I think that would be a way of helping to an extent. Uh, financially, I'm, like, dirt broke, like, poor, um, like, like, give me some change, poor, okay, um, like, build, like, check the check type of thing, type of thing, um, but, um, I have some friends who, like, who have, like, reached, like, bottom points, you know, and, like, they need someone to, like, sit there and, like, talk to them and, like, just listen to it, you know? Like, and I'm I'm definitely down to that, you know? And I tend to, like, make lists or, like, let's do about this, let's do about that, you know? Like, especially when they're, like, thinking about, you know, the end. And it's just, like, that's not where you need to be going, you know? You need to, you know, change that path, you know, change that mindset. Let's listen to some music, let's you know, do something that motivates you, you know, um, only because, like, that for me is what I needed, you know, so, like, if I find someone that needs that shit, best believe we are pumping up the jams, okay, um, especially for music, for me, that was, like, the greatest way of, like, getting through a lot of shit, a lot of shit, um, like, my heart, cannot wait for Kesha's new album to come out because you know for a fact that she went through a little bit of what we were going through, you know, um, to an extent, you know, um, but knowing an artist to like come out with something that's just pouring out of their heart, you know, um, the music is very important. Um, and when, not saying that that's the only thing that I do to help my like mm-hmm. my, my folks in my community, but like depression, I tend to like tackle that within my family. Like I don't I don't allow you to like walk away from me sad. Like we're gonna smile. We're gonna like I want to you know see something come off your face, you know. Um, so yeah. Also, I'm a Virgo, so <laughs> I'm not saying that it has to be blamed all on the astrological like charts, but. It's beautiful. Oh shit! Uh, like, yeah, yeah, because uh, it's a three. Okay, is there you know, anything like you'd like to? Um, is there one piece of information you'd like people to know um, about you, or one piece of wisdom you'd like to pass down? 
Yeah. Um, I don't want to be all cliche and be like, the end is not the end. It's only the beginning. No, that's not, that's not true. Um, shit's going to happen. Okay. Um, but in the words of Marsha P. Johnson, pay it no mind, honey. Um, and strive and know that the only person that that you need to acknowledge your existence is you <laughs> okay um it may sound like harsh um and may be hard to like accept because you feel like you're supposed to have family you do have family but you gotta have yourself too um and those people do make up like a lot of you but you need to be held yourself and those those folks that you come across or just know that they're gonna stay and they're gonna go but it i'm rambling on with that one sorry um, that's like the really longest last statement ever. And this is still going on. Ha ha. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, just, just be open. Just be open. It's totally fine. Just say yes. There we go. Just like Michelle, uh, what's her name? Michelle, um, from Williams. Mm. Uh, now I forgot the song. See that I forgot her last name. Now I forgot her song. Sorry. Um, just, just say yes. Oh, that's what. Just say yes. That was Michelle Williams. That stupid ass song. No, I'm kidding. It's not stupid. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, just say yes because you never know what the fuck your next path may be, especially if you're coming from the bottom. Just say yes um, and then try it out. As long as you're happy, safe, and you know, being productive. That's all that matters. Awesome. Thank you so much. But yeah, no problem. Amazing.